good morning. Try that again. Good morning. There we go. I could actually hear you that time. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Welcome to Hebron Baptist Church. As is our custom, let us stand as we read our scripture this morning. Taken from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. Let's read it together. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Remain standing as we begin our worship today. Our 
down just a little bit. Oh, 
seated. Well, good morning and welcome to Hebron Baptist Church. Hebron Baptist Church exists to glorify God by inviting every person to take their next steps toward Christ. My name is Alan, and it is so great to join and worship with you all today. Thank you for coming out to church today. Well, as you can see, we're not all here today. We're left with the shoes of our team who has gone to Salt Lake City on our Salt Lake City mission trip. They arrived there yesterday, all in one piece, and we're going to be praying for them in a little bit. But they are there partnering, serving alongside our partner church, Redeeming Life Church. So we're so excited for their willingness to obey God's call and go. We'll be praying for them in just a few minutes. Well, if you're a guest here today, welcome. We're so glad that you've chosen to come and worship with us here today. We would love to get to know you. One way we can do that is through a Connect card. A Connect card looks like this. It's a little card in the seat in front of you. If you would pull this out and fill this out, this will let us know how we can be praying for you, how we can serve you. Then after church, if you would go through our central doors here, you can turn left and you'll see our next steps desk. There you can turn that Connect card in, meet someone who will be happy to answer any questions that you may have, and also give you a free gift. So welcome guests. We're so glad that you're here today. If you'd like to give, we, we encourage giving. It's a way that we worship God. If you'd like to give, there's a few ways that you can do that. One way is through a, another card in front of you. This is our online giving card. If you pull this card out, you can scan the QR code with your phone. That'll take you to our online giving page. If you prefer to give in person, there are a few ways that you can do that. There are black boxes on the back wall here in the sanctuary. You can drop a gift in. You can also come into the office Monday through Thursday, 9 to 4.30, or Friday, 9 to noon. Or if you prefer, you can write to P.O. Box 92, Hebron, Kentucky, 41048. Well, this morning we have one more very important announcement, and that is this week is Pastor Sean's birthday. Pastor Sean is such a blessing to us. Woo-wee! We are so grateful for your life, Sean. You blessed every single one of us. Thank you for who you are. So would you please join me in singing Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday. We love you, Sean. All righty, would you please join me now as we pray together? Lord, good morning. Thank you, Father, so much. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for letting us come and worship you. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the gift of Sean's life. What a blessing he is to all of us. And we pray that you would bless this next year that he has. Father, this morning we come to you as a church family and we lift up to you our core value of intentional discipleship. Lord, we thank you for the gift of discipleship, this process by which we grow to look more and more like your son Jesus. And we pray that you would bless us as we try to be intentional with this discipline. We pray you'd bless us in our relationships with each other, in our D groups, in our opportunities to sharpen each other as we meet together. Help us to love on each other, to know each other. Help us to keep each other accountable, even to discipline each other as necessary. The result being that we look more and more like Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord, for the amazing church family we have here, made of our brothers and sisters dedicated to you. We pray that you would be in the middle of our discipleship together. Lord, we lift up to you our brothers and sisters who are worshiping you together this morning, not here, but in Salt Lake City. We thank you for this amazing team who has said yes to you, has flown and now arrived in Salt Lake City, and we pray you would bless them as they serve alongside Redeeming Life Church. We lift up to you this church. We pray for pastors Brian Catherman, Josiah Walker, and Robbie Tescorn. Bless them as they minister to those in Salt Lake City who many don't know of the true gospel of Jesus and need that good news. We pray you'd bless this church and our team as this week they go out and share your good news. We pray you'd protect them, that you give them safety and strength, um, give them energy, and we pray for divine appointments, that you would just have people already ready to hear the good news that this team will bring, and that they would say yes to you, that they may plug in to a Bible-believing church like Redeeming Life Church. Please bless the mission that goes on this week. Our hearts continue, Lord, to cry out to you with Russia and Ukraine in mind. We pray that you would bring peace. We pray that you would provide for physical needs, that you would give life. We pray that even in this dark situation, that you would save lost souls who maybe have never heard of the good news of Jesus. Send people, even in this moment, missionaries, church members, to share your love. Please be with Ukraine and Russia. Closer to home, Lord, we lift up to you our own Carl Smith. Thank you so very much for the gift of Carl. We pray you'd be with him as he's experienced a fall recently and is recovering from surgery. Please bring healing to Carl. I pray it would be a quick recovery and that you would be close to him in this time. Finally, Lord, we come to you as broken sinners. Once again, here to confess that this past week we have sinned against you. Even this very day, Lord, Please forgive us. Please forgive us for the many sins that we've committed, sins in our heart, sins in our lives, and thank you that we have a God who forgives sins, but does so justly, that you have paid the price on our behalf through the sacrifice of Jesus. Thank you for what Jesus has done for us on the cross, and that he's defeated the power of death as he rose again. We worship you today. We thank you for the gift of forgiveness and life. We continue to praise you now. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you, Alan. And thank you, Pastor, for having yet another birthday. I had a birthday joke, but I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. You can pay me back later. Uh, let's stand as we continue our worship. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. Sing along with Carrie as she leads us out on this song. What gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer? There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus, for my life. 
till my lips shall repeat, yet not I, but through Christ in me. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. This next song, Be Thou My Vision, um, it, one of my favorite songs. Listen to the words. Read the words as you sing. Take them in. Listen to them.
may be seated. to 600 and sorry (laughs) Isaiah chapter 11 Isaiah chapter 11 it's page 610 in the pew Bible uh, but if you are using your device or your copy of God's word turn to Isaiah chapter 11 one of my children said dad I know your birthday is coming up but you look good you don't look a day over uh, 55 and uh, (laughs) I said well actually if you compare to you know what I, you know, in pastor years, I'm probably 65, so I look young for that age. Now, uh, uh, thank you for the well wishes, and we're praying for our missions team. Uh, we're thankful for their obedience to the Lord and going uh, and supporting our church, our, our sister church in Salt Lake City, and uh, so thankful that they can go and support them and spread the seeds of the gospel. We're looking and praying for them as they do that. Let me just say, um, thank you so much, Steve, and singers, and band, and leading us in worship today. I personally believe that we have the best uh, worship team and band in northern Kentucky. That's my personal opinion, and and I think that's uh, a lot to the leadership of Mark, and how he has raised up leaders, and attracted people that are a variety of skilled people. We have, for this, for our church, we are blessed with a lot of great talent and people who are willing to use it for the Lord that's a difference you know some people have hidden talent and they don't use it for the Lord and we've got people who are willing to use it for the Lord and I'll just plug for Mark I know that he would say that because I know that uh, he would want us to if you have hidden talents and you're not using them uh, please come use them in the music ministry as well as the choir that will be starting back up in August and so we hope that you will do that all right commercial over let's get back to the word that's what we're here for uh, hearing a word from the Lord and today we're continuing uh, this week and next week will be our last in our series uh, walking through the first 12 chapters of Isaiah and uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, how the Lord through what we've read in the last couple chapters of his hand is ready to strike and how he's how he's judging here we get to see this wonderful glorious grace of God the good news that he has for us but how that good news impacts our life right now that we as heavenly kingdom citizens have hope for today because of what God is doing to renew the world so let's uh, I'm going to read just the first four verses because I'm going to come back and read the rest later on but let's just read right now the first four verses of chapter 11 then a shoot will grow from the stump of Jesse and a branch from his roots will bear fruit the spirit of the Lord will rest on him a spirit of wisdom and understanding a spirit of counsel and strength a spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord his delight will be in the fear of the Lord he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes he will not execute justice by what he hears with his ears but he will judge the poor righteously and execute justice for the oppressed of the land and he will strike the land with a scepter from his mouth 
and he will kill the wicked with a command from his lips. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for your word, but we are thankful for this one who has come that is the branch and as of the root of Jesse, this king who is coming for us. We pray that this truth goes deep into every crevice of our soul, that we may be faithful as your children. And may this word that we hear and know, may we live for every day of our life. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Those of you who are new, I, my family owned a Christmas tree farm when I was uh, younger, uh, elementary, uh, high school years. And so many, I could tell many stories about working that during the summertime, but also Christmas time. That's when we sold them, right? Uh, so one time when we were, um, we were at the Christmas tree farm and we were selling trees, and you, this, uh, at a farm, it's not like, you know, on the side of a road or at, a, at the Walmart or something. There, you know, people have to kind of plan to come out there. So there's dead periods throughout the day. And so you're trying to find ways to stay you know, interested and active. And, and so one of my friends, had, uh, we had hired one of my friends to help on one of the busiest weekends of the year. And there was a spell where we were um, kind of uh, a slow and uh, so what we decided that weekend or that day, every time that friend would come, we played football. And we played football amongst the trees. And certain trees were designated the touchdowns. And some, we, we always had one named Mean Joe Green because we didn't want to get hit by that one. And so we had all these things that we would do to spend that time. And so one of the, the last customer left, and we were kind of waiting for kind of the after, kind of late after evening um, crowd to come and so we uh, we were playing and one I don't remember who it was but one of the one of us we were had the ball and if we tagged the tree that was kind of downing the ball and so I just remember I think it was my friend I'll say it was my friend uh, reached out and he tagged the tree and when he did the whole top popped off of it I mean it was just like I guess it was cold and just it was just I mean it just you know, snapped off. So you could have the little Charlie Brown Christmas tree uh, for someone, but the whole top just had popped off. And so we were like, oh no, my dad is going to kill us. And what are we going to do? And so, you know, being smart teenagers, we just said, maybe if we just poke it in there, it, nobody will notice, you know. <laughs> and uh, so that's what we did. We just poked it in there and walked away you know and of course later on a gentle breeze and it goes and so we had to confess our crime and uh, what we did and so but it reminds me that there's a lot of things that happen in our life that when there's a lot of brokenness and a lot of things that we do wrong and we try to fix it ourselves and when we do it often doesn't fix, it doesn't get fixed, it gets worse. And that's often what we do and the world does. When we see the brokenness of the world, the world tries to fix it without Christ. But what we know is there can only be fixed through a new king and a new kingdom. We can't fix it by our own devices, our own wisdom, it will only take a new kingdom, something outside of ourselves, 
to come in and make everything right. And that is the message, really, of chapter 11. If you remember how chapter 10 ended, uh, it says that there was no branch, there was no, uh, um, let me find it, and I'll, I'll tell you, uh, look, the God of armies will chop off the branches with terrifying power. There is, everything is cut down to the stump, to the, to the core. You look around, there's no birds, there's no life. This whole thing we see that God, because of human pride, cuts everything down, that there is, he swings his axe and all evil systems are gone. No, no, uh, no birds, no wind, no movement, no sound. The world is dead. And even though this chapter 11 is a little complex in its structure, the message Isaiah brings is clear. That God is not going to leave us that way. And a new hope is being recreated among the dead. A new hope is coming because God himself is going to make everything right. That he brings forth a hope to all of us because he's going to bring a new king, a new kingdom, a new way. And he says it comes from the stump and the root of Jesse. What is God bringing? He's bringing his son, Jesus Christ. And we know as Christians that it's just not that Jesus died on the cross and vanquished every sin, that gives everyone who believes and repents new life in him. We know that God is also destroying Satan's control over the world. He is vanquishing every control that Satan has and behold is making something new. Jesus will return. He puts everything under his feet. He will make things new. A new heaven and new earth will be made. And all those who believe in Jesus will be partakers of this new creation by grace and faith in him. Revelation 21.5 says, Then the, act, the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. So, friend, this is good news to us. Because in our lives, we will experience brokenness, hardship, broken relationship, and we are reminded in God's word that we cannot fix it on our own. As a matter of fact, God has given us this new hope of a new king and a new kingdom and new kingdom principles to live by that will help us restore and live in this broken world. It also gives us hope because of these kingdom principles that we can restore what we can by God's grace and faith through him. So you, friend, if you're trying to fix a broken relationship, you can't fix it without kingdom principles. If you, friend, are going through a, a tragedy, something that you were not expecting, there is only one way that you can cope through this, and that's through understanding the hope that comes in a new kingdom, one that God is with you, one that God is working through, and that because of him, you can bear this current strife. 
And when we understand that God is bringing a new kingdom and live in this hope, it helps us make everything make sense today. And in this passage, there are three truths about a new kingdom to help us face our current reality. So here are the, the three truths. Number one, if you're taking notes or writing in your phones, a new kingdom is coming with a new wise king. A new kingdom is coming with a new wise king. Now we just read verses one through four and here this regal royal announcement that a new kingdom doesn't come leaderless. The new kingdom comes with a great wise king. And this king comes from the root and the shoot of Jesse. Now that is agriculture understanding. The shoot being the outflow or the outwork of Jesse, but also the root. Now that, that is really startling if you read through this verse. There, first, what is the hope of the world that they are saying well it is from the family of jesse now why is that name important to us well because that is david's father right that we know that it's from this davidic line this new messiah this new king so we understand this shoot from jesse but wait a second the root of jesse so this person is both the shoot and the root one that is out coming from the family, but also is the foundation of the family. Now, how do we grasp this? Well, there's only one way for us, as we know, to put this understanding together. It is because the Messiah, the one who will come, the one true king who will come to establish peace and an eternal kingdom. And who is this Messiah? It is the one who is both the root, the one who brings life to the family, and the one who comes out of the family, the one who speaks the word of creation, and who is the bringer of the new creation. It is Jesus Christ himself. And in this, we see that this new king in this context will bring peace and newness. And this prophecy, though in this, right as Isaiah is speaking, it is speaking to a, a king who will come soon. It is also speaking to the one who makes all things new, Jesus. And if we want to obtain the new kingdom where everything is put in order, that we live forever, then we must first receive the new king we have to receive his his love we need to receive his lordship we need to receive him because if we can't receive the king we can't receive the kingdom but we must know that the first way for us to put all this in order is to receive the new wise king since we've been doing mission work in london I have, uh, have tried to kind of wrap my mind a little bit in the royal family. You know, watching The Crown on Netflix and, and trying to get caught up in this. And, you know, now I'm not going into the tabloids and who's, you know, Harry and Meghan and all that, so I'm not getting involved in any of that stuff. But, but when you know the royal family, you know that when someone is to meet the queen, there is protocol, strict protocol. There is not only just what you wear, but what you say, where you stand, uh, how you uh, 
curtsy or bow or all these different things that, that might seem silly, but is to make clear that the monarch or the queen is truly the one in charge. It is to move and make without a doubt who the highest one in the room is. And these protocols leave no doubt that the highest monarch deserves the most respect. And in the same way, since we know Jesus, we know that he is the one that deserves the most honor and respect that is deserved. So when we trust in Christ, we must know that when we receive him, we are receiving the one who controls and rules all things. And therefore, any idea that you can receive salvation from Christ and yet reject the lordship of Christ is truly the work of the Antichrist. You cannot receive Jesus as, as Savior without receiving him as Lord. We know that obedience to the king is not an option. But the good news is, when we submit ourselves to this new king, we're submitting to one who is the most wise. What do we see here in verse 2? The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of understanding and wisdom, a spirit of counsel and strength, a spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Brother and sister, he is the one we should want to go to. He is the one we should desire to lead and guide our steps. This new king is the most high, but he is the most wise. And we can be rest assured in our life that when we're making decisions, when we're living our life, that we can receive him, but know that when we go to him, we can trust he is giving us the best wisdom we can ever receive. As a matter of fact, we should be praying this over us, that we all desire the wisdom of Christ in our lives. This Colossians 1, 9 says, For this reason, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you we are asking that you are filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding brother sister as your pastor i am praying that for each of you that you seek spiritual wisdom in your life in making decisions so therefore we must acknowledge that we should come to christ for obedience but knowing for guidance therefore when you have a struggle at school in your relationship in your work or in the home good news there's someone you can go to for wisdom and guidance do not be tempted to fix things on your own but instead seek the true wisdom in jesus let me ask you brother and sister how often are you going to worldly wisdom instead of heavenly wisdom how often are you going by your own understanding instead of the understanding of God whether it's to discipline your kids what boundaries to set while dating how to deal with delicate matters in the workplace 
Brother and sister, we can go to worldly wisdom, but all of this and more can be found with heavenly wisdom through Jesus Christ. He is our special counsel and wisdom of God. How often are you praying for matters before you make a decision instead of waiting till you've made a decision and ask God to bless it later? Brother and sister, we should rely on nothing apart from the wisdom of Christ and the wisdom of Scripture because He is heavenly wisdom and anything apart from that is rebellious to the King. How much more would our lives, how much more would your life be better if you sought the wisdom of Christ? And number two, this new kingdom coming will also reorder all brokenness. The new kingdom will reorder all brokenness. Well, let me begin reading. If you read along, we're going to read verse 5 through 9 together. Righteousness will be a belt around his hips and faithfulness will be a belt around his waist. waist. The wolf will dwell with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf, the young lion, the fattened calf will be together, and a child will lead them. The cow and a bear will graze, their young ones will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like cattle. An infant will play beside the cobra's pit, and a toddler will put his hand into a snake's den. They will not harm or destroy each other. Well, my entire holy mountain for the land will be as full of the knowledge of the Lord as the sea is filled with water. Brother and sister, this new kingdom coming and this new king will create and put everything wrong right. Forget about the talk of stranger things about the upside-down world. We're already in the upside-down world. If we look and see and read the creation story of Genesis and we see how when God created all things, everything was at peace. There was no death. There was no marital strife. There was no family tension. There was only peace and life. Animals weren't devouring one another because they live with peaceful provision. But because of the fall, everything's at war with one another. Person to person, animal to animal, animal to human, world to human. Everything is out of order. Genesis 3.15 has a capture because Satan, we know, is stirring the pot. And God says, I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring, and he will strike your head, but, and you will strike his heel. You see, the Bible is reminding us and showing us that we know because of the fall of sin entering the world that everything has been destroyed. But here, what is Isaiah telling us? What is he telling this new kingdom will be? He will, the cow and the bear will graze and the calf and the young lion, the fattened calf will be together. You know, it's almost shark week, so we could almost say something like, you know, the kids will swim with the white, you know, uh, the white shark but all this seems weird is, are, is the Bible giving us a natural national geographic lesson here no God in his word is telling us and showing us here's the true picture of yourself because of sin you're all at each other's throat 
This is why we fight. Romans 1, 29 through 31 says, They are filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, wickedness, full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, malice. They're gossips, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, <laughs> inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, disobedient to parents, <laughs> senseless, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. Brothers and sisters, this is us. And sin has turned us against one another. But here's the good news. What is Isaiah saying? When the new kingdom comes, it's turned everything right. With the new king and the new kingdom principles, peace will come between us all. It's a return to our original state where there's, there's plenty of a love and forgiveness and joy and togetherness, even amongst animals and humans. You know, you, if you watch, if you let videos and play a lot, you see all these videos. There's tons of them, you know, where these animals who are enemies are, these videos watch watch this dog and this cat who are now best friends and you see them playing together you see the video of the cheetah and the dog over at the zoo and how you know hey they're they're friends and you know you see all these and you say oh isn't that cute you get caught with those you know cat videos or whatever else you watch too you know you're just like think this is this is abnormal you're shocked of how abnormal it is Brother and sister, maybe we shouldn't be shocked because it's, it's a glimpse of God making all things right. There's plenty of us to know that there is good news that when we receive the king and we live by kingdom principles, that the new kingdom breaks through. And that because of this, that there's hope for us because we can bring peace in our world right now. We can see those who are a marriage and a marriage that's struggling. When you get with your spouse and commit to living together with kingdom principles, then the Prince of Peace can come in and make all things new, praise God. You know, one of the things that I do in marriage counseling often is we just get to the crux of the matter after we've had some time to share, and I just say, so let me just ask you this question. Have you been doing things your way or God's way? And usually there's always just a bit of silence. And usually, even I would admit, we're doing things our way. This is one of the blessings, though, that comes from knowing who the king is, receiving the king, and living by kingdom principles is that we know that he has given us a word not to tell us not to do things, but he's given us a word how we can bring joy and life and peace to live right now. That there's a blessed way to live in all of our relationships right now if we live by kingdom principles. And this is the good news for you. So let me ask you this. Think right now 
in your relationships, how would they be different if you just took one kingdom principle, let's say forgiveness, and if you put that kingdom forgiveness principle to action and applied it across all of relationships? Think of the unity that it would bring between you and another. Think of the peace that would sweep across our schools and our workplaces, our communities, our homes, and our churches. Think right now of a kingdom principle that you could apply right now that would bring peace in a relationship that you're in. Think about that. What kingdom principle do you need to bring in a relationship right now? Maybe it's controlling your tongue. Maybe it's granting forgiveness. Maybe you need to be the peace bringer in that relationship. Whatever it is, based upon the kingdom principles, you have hope that the new king, a new kingdom, can bring peace into your life. And maybe you're here today, or maybe you're watching at home and everywhere you turn is there's no peace there's no peace in your heart there's no peace in your life there's no peace in your relationship and you've been searching to find the way to bring things all together well friend you will not bring peace in your relationship unless you have peace in your own heart so I invite you today if you have not, trust in Jesus Christ today. Know that he is the son of God who came and died on the cross for your sin. And because of love and mercy, and even though you are a sinner and very far from God, Jesus still died for you. The Bible says if you repent and believe, Believe that he rose again three days later and that he lives in heaven and that all hope is found in him. Today, today, you can receive the Prince of Peace in your heart and you can be born again. And all that peace that you've been looking for everywhere else, you'll find in Jesus. And I pray today, today is the day that you trust in Christ. And that peace will begin to flow in your life as you apply the kingdom principles and you'll see your friends not as enemies but as people to be loved and forgiven that God through his spirit will grant you peace in your life even when the world around you is not at peace but today we pray that you would trust in Christ and receive this new way to live but brother and sister if you've trusted in Christ you know you have been given a king that lives in your heart. Rely on his peace and let him make everything new in the relationships around you. And number three, the new kingdom will encompass the whole world. Let's just finish out the chapter, if we will, beginning in verse 10. On that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will look to him for guidance, and his resting place will be glorious. 
And on the day the Lord will extend his hand a second time to recover the remnant of his people who survived from Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shinar, Hamath, and the coasts and the islands to the west. And he will lift up a banner for the nations and gather the dispersed of Israel. He will collect the scattered of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Ephraim's envy will cease. Judah's harassing will end. Ephraim will no longer be envious of Judah, and Judah will not harass Ephraim. And they will swoop down on the Philistine flank to the west, and together they will plunder the people of the east, and they will extend their power over Edom and Moab, and the Ammonites will be their subjects. The Lord will divide the gulf of Suez and he will wave his hand over the Euphrates with his mighty wind and will split it into seven streams, letting people walk through on foot. There will be a highway for the remnant of his people who will survive from Assyria as there was for Israel when they camped from the land of Egypt. Brother and sister, I don't know about you, but I hope your heart skips a beat when you read verse 10 on that day the root of jesse will stand as a banner for the people the nations will look to him for guidance and the resting place will be for the glorious this wondrous promise is that this new king is not one to set boundaries for a small section but his boundaries will be the ends of the earth that this humble king, the root of Jesse, will stand prominently before the eyes of all nations and the face of the earth. That we see, as we read back in Isaiah chapter 2, that from all peoples of the earth will stream to this glorious new king for life. And that the land he rules will radiate his glory. Christ will reach out his sovereign hand and will gather all his scattered people, his children, to himself. In Isaiah chapter 11, we see that he gives the nation origins of, of everyone. This is the Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shinar, Hamath, the coast, and the islands of the west. What is this? He is even showing the extent of the gospel that we read in Acts. What will happen to the ends of the earth, earth the gospel will go, as we see in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We will also see the streaming of his people where he says, you know, the, the, the rivers will part so the people will come over just as the land of Egypt. There will be a new exodus just like the Israel from, from Egypt, but this will be both Jews and Gentile coming into the saving work of Jesus Christ. Isn't this good news? Because friends, that is, that is you and that is me. And that is our friends in Argentina and Nairobi and the United Arab Emirates and South Korea and all over the world. All those who have trusted in the name of Jesus will be gathered unto him into all four corners of the world and we will worship and we will all be in the kingdom together. Amen? And so those sometimes we feel that we can't get things right. We have this glorious hope that Jesus is going before us and working to make all things right. That we from Kentucky can join those from the ends of the earth and that this should challenge us to know our hope is in a king who is making all things new. But it should challenge us even more to declare 
with a faithful word and a bold and courageous word the power of the gospel to save. We need to proclaim this in our home. We need to proclaim this in our school when it starts in a few weeks. We need to proclaim this in our neighborhoods and we need to proclaim it to the nations. This saving word of Jesus brings us all into the new kingdom where all will be made right. It should challenge us to be faithful to gospel to every home. It should challenge us to be faithful to take the gospel to everyone God puts in our path. And we should boldly share this gospel because we know he's drawing all things to himself. And God has set, is setting all things right. And we can return our friends, our loved ones, and people who are in brokenness we can bring them to the wonderful kingdom of God by his grace. Brother and sister, we live in brokenness, but we are participants and kingdom citizens of a heavenly kingdom. This kingdom is setting all things right, so don't be discouraged right now. Know that things are going to get hard, relationships are going to get broken. But under this new king, if you follow his ways, follow his rule, you will allow peace to begin to reorder your life. Charles Spurgeon observed of this passage, he said, and he is also the rallying point of the Gentiles, for he's made both the Jew and Gentile to be one. And now around the one banner of his glorious name, all the believing hosts gather with glad accord. He is the king of the Jews, but also our king. He must always look to Christ as the great standard bearer of all the hosts of God. Pitch our tents as near his banner as we can and constantly follow where his banner leads the way. Friends, trust in this king. Follow this king and allow him to put all things in your life in order. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the hope of this new kingdom and that this new kingdom allows us to restore the things that we know in our lives that are currently broken. We know that there will always be strife. We know that there will always be problems, but we know that as we follow this new king, he promises to bring peace. So Lord, correct us when we are outside your kingdom principles. Counsel us through your word and through godly people around us to obey where we're not. Help us to turn to you, Jesus, to make this broken world and see this broken world be made right. And encourage us, God, because we know that there is a kingdom to come where all peace will reign. And God, I pray right now that you are stirring the heart of someone here or online that needs to trust in you. May they, by faith, lay hold of your son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand as we sing, Behold Our God. You've heard the message. Now it's, a, it's, it's on you. It's on us. What are you going to do with what you've heard?
quick things before we leave this morning. Uh, we continue to ask you to pray for our mission team. Uh, there is a mission team prayer guide out on the Next Steps desk, which is the desk to the, your right to your right to your left, uh, uh, to your immediate left, uh, they're there, and we hope that you'll pick that up and pray for them this week, and so we hope you will do that. Um, also, uh, just to know, uh, just in that missions category, our friends, the Richards, I believe they're watching us right now. Hey, Richards. Uh, we, they are, uh, our WMU is collecting some notes of encouragement, so if you'd like to do that, please get that to Kay uh, before the church office by July 31st, so make sure you do that and send them some love because we love them dearly. Uh, just a quick announcement for today and then uh, next week, Gospel to Every Home will not be today or next week, but we will do our summer finale on the 31st at 4 o'clock that, that is tied with our evangelism training with Carl Porter. Carl Porter, our church planter and who is an IMB associate, will be with us on July 31st. And so, one, you'll be blessed by him and his family being here, but uh, he'll preach that morning, and then that afternoon we'll be having some training that you want to come be a part of at 3 o'clock, and then we'll do gospel to every home. So a big evangelism day. We hope that you will make sure to be part of that uh, because uh, we are excited that he's in the states and can help lead us in that area. Also, uh, just a quick word, the youth pool party will be next Sunday. Yep, I'm just making sure I read that right, at the Miller's house. Uh, they're going to have fun and fellowship, but we'd ask, uh, we'd also want the families to come as they are going to meet a prospective youth director that will be there. So we hope that you will come and be there the 24th for the fun uh, and uh, to, uh, you know, don't drown each other in the pool, but to meet the, the new youth director. So we hope you come do that. Also, just for a matter of information, um, out on the table across the hallway is a development plan uh, that is happening on the Flick property, which is across Cougar Path in between us and the fire station. Uh, we are letting you know that it's there to look at. We, the trustees and I have met with the developer and we have no issues with it, uh, but we wanted you to be able to see it because in August there is a, it goes before the board, but we wanted you all to know that we've received it, looked over it, and if you have questions, you can go look at that and research it all yourself. It's 264 apartments, so God is bringing a lot of people to our front door, uh, but it is the same developer who is over on 18 and Arrow Parkway. Uh, if, you've, if you've driven by those apartments going up, it's the same developer, and they'll look exactly like those. So anyways, just for a matter of information, go look at it. Uh, we don't, it won't affect our property right now, so we are, are, we are good with them, and uh, we're thankful that they came to us and, as neighbors and want to have a working relationship going on. And just so you know, I've told them, there's a, on the front of 237, there's a, sp a spot for businesses to go there. And I've already put a petition, and I've told them, as a pastor, that Shinnica glory of the Lord would shine upon that place if a Chick-fil-A and Krispy Kreme was built there. So <laughs> I've, already, I've already put that in and, and, and told them, you know, hey, you know, hey, it will be blessed, and we'll do a prayer meeting over there if we need to for that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we want to be good neighbors and thankful for that.
If you're a guest today, thank you for being with us today. We hope that you felt welcomed by our brothers and sisters in Christ. This is your first time with us. We hope that you go to our Next Steps desk and get to know them there and drop off your Connect card. We have a gift waiting for you, and so we hope that you will be part of that. One other thing, the Gentle and Lily Summer Reading, if you want to get caught up, there are some extra books. And the next meeting's not till January, July, excuse me, July 26th and 27th. Uh, but we hope that you, if, as a guest, feel welcome to be part of our fellowship here at Hebrew Baptist Church. And we'll be back in August and September. Our life groups and D groups and everything will be back underway. And so we're thankful that you've been visiting here, us at Hebrew Baptist Church. And by the way, uh, if you would, on your way out, uh, as Brother Allen told us about, there are some boxes on the back walls for you to give a, an offering this morning. We hope that you do that on your way out as well. But first of all, most importantly, go out with the name of Jesus, the King who has come to make all things new. Go and proclaim him wherever you go this week. God bless and see you soon.